Welcome to First Baptist Church, Asheboro, North Carolina. And thanks for listening to Pastor Scotty Carpenter. Now let's join Pastor Scotty. Would you join me this morning in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12? We have a, the opportunity to share what God has done in us to people throughout the entire world. Maybe in Astoria, West Jefferson, Asheboro, wherever God takes us in life, we have these opportunities to share what God has done in our life, that we have indeed come into an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. And yet sometimes people are not always ready to hear us. And one of the reasons people may not be ready to hear us is they don't think that we are old enough to speak into their life. And that can be quite a challenge. Maybe we've grown up, but other people don't think we have. One of my nieces graduated from kindergarten last week and had a graduation party. And at the end of the party, she announced to the family that she was done with school. <laughs> now, we, we may wonder sometimes when it comes to our, our, our high school graduates, our college graduates, they've accomplished so much already in their lives and they feel much more grown up than sometimes we give them credit for. And sometimes we are looking at them like they're five and six years old. And maybe God has already given them a great calling in life. Maybe he's already given them some tremendous opportunities to share the gospel. So what do you do when you feel like God has put something on your heart? God has given you a great opportunity. Maybe other people don't see it quite so clearly we have some advice for that, some words from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. What do you do when you have this calling from God, but you're not sure what to do with it? Well, Paul is giving this advice to Timothy, a man probably in his mid-30s. But here's what he says. First of all, to get respect. Look with me at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. It says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young be an example to all believers. The response here is to be an example. There are going to be times when people are going to look at you simply because of your age, and they're not going to give you the level of respect that you may think that you deserve. When I was 20 years old, I was preaching in my very first church on the coast of Florida, and I'd been preaching at this church for a few months, and they were without a pastor, and the pastor search committee came and met with me, and they said, we really like you. We like your preaching. The chair of the pastor search committee said, we've got one problem, and that problem is you're younger than my grandson. <laughs> and he looked at me waiting for a response, and my response was, I can't do anything about my age, so... <laughs> But there are some things that we can do, some advice that is given here. What do you do when you're in that situation? And Timothy was facing that kind of situation. Paul is, is giving him this charge to go and to take the message of Jesus Christ. And he said, you're going to run into people who are going to maybe reject what you're saying simply because of your age. Here's what you do in those situations. Be an example to all believers. 
The example means to be a pattern, be the kind of person that people can model their lives after. On Wednesdays, our youth go to Habitat. They're building a house, and you have different groups who are working on this. So they have one master plan, one blueprint that they all work off of, and they all model what they do off of that original design. That is the intention here, that we live in such a way that other people can model themselves after us, be an example. And he gives us here five ways that we do that, that we can gain this respect by being an example and it says, first of all, to think about what you say. First Timothy 4.12 says, be an example to all believers in what you say. And what it says in what you say is talking about conversations that we have, not so much what I'm doing here right now, but in your day-to-day life and conversations that you have to be an example in the way that you talk, in the conversations that you have. Ephesians chapter 4 gives us some insight on this as well. What are the kinds of things we talk about whenever we talk to people? Ephesians chapter 4 says, speak truth to one another. Whenever we talk to people, gain a reputation that people will know whatever this person says, you can bank on it. It's truth. They're always going to tell you truth whenever you talk to them. Ephesians chapter 4 says, use your words to build people up. That's the kind of person you want to be around. Someone that you know, you need encouragement. That's the person to go talk to. That is the example of using our words to, as an example before people. Ephesians chapter 4 tells us to use our words, our conversations to forgive people. There is tremendous power in forgiving other people and letting them know that they are forgiven and using that to build them up. And one other way is to express thanks. We like being around people that are thankful. We like being around people that are encouraging. And the model that is given here, Paul has given this word to Timothy, be an example to believers in what you say, that people will look, get, they get accustomed to when this person speaks, it's going to be true, it's going to be good, it's going to build people up, it's going to be encouraging. And that over time, you get accustomed to talking to someone who's always like that. We begin to listen to what they say. In addition to what we say, consider your actions. That same verse says, be an example to all believers in the way you live. Our actions speak very loudly. They indicate what we believe on a deeper level than just what we say. They need to match up what we say and what we do. But in a very real sense here, he says, in the way that you live, be an example. That people can pattern themselves after the way that you live. In 1 Samuel chapter 24, David, as a young man, he hasn't become king at this time. At this time, Saul is the king over the land. And Saul is very jealous of David to such a point that Saul is trying to kill David. And David has become quite a warrior. God has already told him, you're going to be the next king. Here's David as a young man, knowing what God's already called him to do. He's got a little army of his own. They're highly skilled, highly trained men, and they're just waiting to take on that next leadership role. Saul doesn't like David. 
comes out to kill him. Saul gets 3,000 men, 3,000 special forces, and brings them out in search of David. David and his men are hiding. They're, they're waiting their time, and they're in a cave. And of all of the places in the world for, for Saul to take a few moments to himself away from his men, Saul slips into the cave right where David is, and David and his men are sitting there, and he just, they just, he just drops right in their lap. All David has to do is kill Saul and walk out and announce that he's killed Saul. Every single man there would have followed David. He would be their new king. He had everything right there in his opportunity. And guess what David did in that opportunity? Remember that in 1 Samuel 24? David slips up behind Saul, cuts a piece of his robe off, and lets him go. And later he will come to him and say, I had the opportunity to kill you, but I am not going to take your life in my hands because God has put you in this place. And when it's time for God to put me in my proper place, I'll be ready, but not until it's God's time. Young people, there's going to be opportunities that you're going to have that the way that the world says to do things is not the way God says to do things. But our actions speak very loudly And if we're going to be able to gain an audience with people to tell them about the hope that Christ has given us, our actions matter. What we do matters. And we are called to be an example to all believers in the way that we live. Show love. Further in this verse, it says, be an example to all believers in your love. Speaking to our motivation, do we genuinely love God? people. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 14 says, let everything that you do be done in love. What is your primary motivation for your actions? We are proud of our graduates and their educational accomplishments. The motivation for studying and studying and pouring long hours into studying is not just to get ahead. It's not just to get a better job. It's not just for careers. It is purely out of love, a desire to make a difference in our world. Nothing else will satisfy. Everything else will ultimately leave us empty. Let everything that we do be done out of love. Love is what will sustain us. And people know whether or not we're truly doing what we do out of love. People can sense whether or not we love them and care for them. The word used for love here is is a rare word, very rarely found in the ancient world. It speaks of a kind of love that God has for us. And God says, be an example to other people in loving them the way that I love you. In everything that you do, love in the way that I've loved you know God. Be an example to all believers in your faith. This word for faith here refers to our attitude, being a faithful person, trusting God, that no matter what happens in life, whatever circumstances come, whenever life gets difficult, that we'll be willing to say, I will trust God in these circumstances. I will trust God whenever times get difficult. I will trust that what God has called me to do, He is going to bring it to its completion. 
while people may be frantic, they may be running to all different solutions in life. This is what faith does. Faith says, God is the one who called me here. Some of you are maybe in college now. Maybe you're, 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 maybe you're in high school. Maybe you're at different stages of, uh, of your life where you're, you're in a job, maybe a new job. You're having to learn a lot. Maybe you've been in a job for a while and you're in a transition period in your life. And there are just many different times when we face difficulties and we wonder, what is God doing in my life? There are many different ways that people react and many ways that we try to reduce stress and try to make it through the call of this verse to be an example when everyone else is, is, is going crazy, when everyone else is panicking, that we will simply trust that the God who called us to this moment in our life will take us through it. And just a basic trust in the faithfulness of God that is a witness and an example to the world that God is faithful. In the book of Esther, chapter 4, Esther has risen through the ranks and has become the, the wife of the king. But if you remember the story of Esther, there is a plot to kill all the Jews. And there's just been a decree that has been signed into action. And all of the Jews are about to be killed. All of the people who worship God are about to be killed. And Esther has an opportunity to go in before the king and to let him know what's going on. But she's afraid. She's afraid of what might happen she hears these words from her uncle. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance will arise from some other place. Don't ever forget that. God does not need us for anything. God chooses to use us to bring glory to himself, and his will will always come to pass. God's plan will always happen, but God gives us these windows and opportunities to be used by him it will come from some other place. But who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. Young people, our world needs you. We need people who will be faithful in the midst of a changing and difficult world who will say when everybody else is, is worried, when everybody else is panicking, we trust God. Be faithful to this witness. Be faithful to the God who has called you. He will be faithful in your life. And lastly, from these verses, be pure. Verse 12 says this, be an example to all believers in your purity. That word purity refers most specifically to moral purity. A survey recently by the Bonner Group shows that it's a survey of about 10 different categories of morals shows that the younger a person is, the more likely that person is to have a low level of morality. And this isn't fair at all, young people, but this is quite often what happens. Some people look at you and simply because you're young, they're going to assume you have a very low level of morals. This verse calls us to be an example even in our moral purity. We have an opportunity to surprise people. 
People may look at you and automatically assume you don't have high morals. What a tremendous surprise when they learn that perhaps you have higher morals than they do, that perhaps you have a higher level of character than they do. You have an opportunity to shine, to be an example in the midst of darkness, in the midst of what other people have assumed. Sometimes those assumptions are wrong. I have, I, I love peanut butter, confession time. And I, for years, have enjoyed creamy peanut butter. Sometimes it's a late night snack. Well, one night, I wanted peanut butter, and there's nothing like the first spoonful of peanut butter out of a newly opened jar. So I go in, and I, I grab a jar of peanut butter, and I get it out, and I realize I've made a horrible mistake at the grocery store. I got crunchy peanut butter <laughs> instead of creamy peanut butter. And I thought, this is, this is awful. This is, I, I've got the wrong peanut butter. But I still wanted peanut butter. So I opened it up and got a spoonful. See, my entire life, I'd always ate creamy peanut butter. I ate crunchy peanut butter, and guess what happened? I now like crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> Sometimes our assumptions are wrong. Will you be that crunchy peanut butter, that surprise to people that you can be pure in a world that thinks you can't, that you can be faithful in a world that says there is no faith, there is no hope. God has called us to be witnesses, and you can be that simply by being an example of what it means to follow after Christ. And over time, when you do these things, you'll gain that respect. You'll gain the opportunity to speak truth into people's lives. You'll gain the opportunity to tell them about the greatest thing that has ever happened in our life, and that is the day that we came to know Jesus Christ as the Lord of our life. People are hungry for that. They're waiting for it, but we have to earn the right to share that with them. You can do that by being an example in your faith. Would you pray with me this morning? God, I pray for every person gathered here. Lord, some who are wondering even today whether or not to follow you with their lives. And God, I pray that you will give us the wisdom to know whether or not this very moment is the time to commit our life to you. God, give us the boldness to follow you. And I pray for, for every person here. We've face challenges in being an example before you and before a lost world. God, I pray that you will strengthen us. God, help us to make the right choices to follow after you. Would we love you and we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us. First Baptist Church is located at 133 North Church Street, Ashboro, North Carolina. For more information, visit fbcashboro.com. Have a blessed day.